0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm here in the studio today with Madeline Roberts, and she just released her new book called Becoming a Woman of Wisdom. It's just that simple. And today, we actually have another guest with us. My wife, Marcelli, is sitting here in the studio with me today. This is a rare occasion. You guys have heard from her every now and then, but today she's joining us in this conversation with Madeline because this book is about women of wisdom. I'm sure Proverbs 31 women and things like this, and if I could describe someone who has these qualities, I would pick her. Ah, so sweet, right? (laughs) So again, Madeline, thank you for joining us today. How are you? Oh, I'm
2: doing great. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, and Marcelli, how are you today? I'm great. Good. Good to hear from both of you. All right. Before we begin with your your testimony, Madeline, I'm going to pray to get us started, okay?
2: Amen.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time today to have Marcelli and Madeline here, Lord. We give you full control of this episode today. We give you control of our conversations, of the words that we say. Lord, and I pray that there are people out here who hear this word today, people, maybe women who are seeking to be a wise woman, maybe men who are looking to show these qualities to their daughter or to their wife, or that they can introduce this podcast today to someone who can benefit. Lord, we love you, we trust you, and we, and we pray that we leave differently than when we came in. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, Madeline, before we get into your book exactly, I want to let you share just a little bit of your testimony for our listeners to get to know you a little more.
2: All right. Um, Well, I would like to tell people that uh, the first picture I have is with my mother in the back of the church. So I always say that I was actually born in the church. Um, My testimony is one of where I... I've lived my entire life with the Lord, although I've come in, I've come out, and um, I've had everything, I've lost everything, but throughout it all, what I have learned is that the Lord is so faithful, and He is so forgiving. Um, So I have been walking this walk for many, 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 many years. Um, I won't say how many years, and I will tell my age. Um, But basically, it's just really been, um, it's been a walk of faith and of hope. Um, of strength. Um, and then the, yeah, just really learning to serve Christ um, with freedom and not so much living by what is called the no list, but just understanding that within Christ there is freedom. My main focus has always been to that you serve God by serving humanity. And um, that's pretty much how I live my life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, thank you. And you mentioned something in there that you don't live your life by something. Can you rephrase that for me?
2: Um, by the notice that there's freedom in Christ. Yes. A lot of times, the, I've been pretty much in every denomination there is, I have been a part of it throughout my entire life. Um, and with that said, I have been taught so many different ways of serving Christ. And one of the earliest examples is when um i belong i was 12 at the time and there was a group of friends in my neighborhood and we belonged to a particular a particular group church in the neighborhood and we were always taught no you can't do this no you can't do that no you can't do that, and it was extremely restrictive it was not we weren't so much taught about the freedom and the love that was is within christ and so as i grew and learned and Um, I I began to refer to this no list that does not exist, that if you love Christ, you're going to do what you're called to do, and you will serve others. Um, Because for me, that literally is, I wholeheartedly believe that that is how you serve God, by serving humanity. And that's what I mean by the no list.
1: I think that's a good point. I've never heard it called a no list before, (laughs) but for myself personally growing up, what I looked at sin and what I looked at church, it was a this is what you can and can't do. You know that's yeah. kind of what I understood at a young yeah. age, yes. but it's more than that, right? Yeah. It's it's it much is. more than that with our life with the Lord. Marcella, yeah. have you experienced something like this before?
2: Uh, I grew up in Catholic church, so it's full of rules, and if you don't follow, you don't believe in God. But then it's uh, strange because it's also you mixed with seeing outside of the church and you're good inside of the church so it's kind of two identities
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you're listening to the faith and family fellowship podcast we'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors Junebug in July is a colorful children's picture book about a young Junebug named Dave who wakes up to find that it's July 1st and
1: his family has disappeared. To find his family, he needs to figure out where do Junebugs go in July. It's short and sweet with cute, vibrant illustrations, a great book for young adults. Created by indie authors Dominic Guglielmo and Michael Schubert. Available now on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble.com. Kwaku Menza's new book, God Cares But Do We?, is a critical narration of the lack of morals and values of today's world. Recent release, God Cares But Do We?, from Newman Springs Publishing, discusses the lack of morals and values in today's modern world with an insightful conversation that every person should ask about himself. Find your copy on Amazon today. Well, thank you for touching on that again. And so here into the questions of this book. So this book, again, is titled Becoming a Woman of Wisdom. It's just that simple. You can find it on Amazon. And so today, what inspired you to write this book?
2: Um, well, my desire to encourage women um, and to support their growth was my inspiration. Um, it is, it's is—it's my purpose and my calling is to encourage, motivate, support women of all cultures. And so for me, um, just... I actually wanted to be able to share the simplicity of serving God, of serving Christ. Um, I have a ministry that's called Women of Wisdom, and I've had it for over 11 years. And um, I've blogged every single day, and I've been doing this off and on for the last 11 years. And so what happened is the ministry has grown to over 1,000 women. So in order for me to be able to reach more women um, and cultures, um, that's how the book came about. That's how it was birthed.
1: Wow. And so when was this book released?
2: um April 30th um 2021 so it's been um, it's a fresh book it's pretty new and yeah it is it's almost 3 months old
1: <laughs> wow very cool yeah and like you mentioned a few minutes ago working in different denominations how has that changed your approach of working with women
2: um yeah, and I also have lived in another country. So based on wow. my what What country did you live in? I lived in um, the Netherlands for three years, my husband and I. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yep. Um Yeah, so, you know, being in every—literally, when I say every—I think I belonged to every denomination except a Catholic. I've been Presbyterian. I've been— um, I've been um, Holiness, Baptist, A.M.E. Everything you can think. I've been then living in a different country and experience, and the churches there. Um, mm-hmm. It's not too much. It's not very different. Um, it, it's pretty much the same. But also, I went to quite a few different churches there because, you know, when you're raised in the churches, it's, it's sometimes a little hard to find your niche and. And my story is really long. Um, it would be, have to be another interview, but I literally have been in the inner, inner circle of the church, and you see a lot.
1: I can totally relate to what you're saying, because I grew up in the United States. Of course, I'm American, but I've been living in Brazil for the last two years, and my okay. wife today, she's Brazilian. Okay, And so I've definitely seen the difference between American church style, yep. Brazilian church style, even between denominations like Assembly of yep. God Baptist, both of those in the U.S., like they're completely different. Yeah. Right? So I understand what you're saying with that. Definitely. Okay. And so we have so many examples in our world today and also in the Bible. What is a wise woman? Well, How does the Bible describe a wise woman?
2: Well, of course, we know that um, the main scripture, when we talk about describing a wise woman, comes from Proverbs 31. We hear it often, Proverbs 31 woman um, but basically, what the Bible is saying, the way I receive it, and has been illuminated in my spirit, is that it, it really is a, a woman who um, who is kind, is compassionate, and who really takes her time to understand. How you can lead and work with others that you're faithful to your family, you know whatever dealings you have that you're faithful to it, that you don't deal with a lot of um, folly, as the Bible would say, that you're compassionate and that you you know you take your time and that your speech is one that's positive. And that's something that's not always um, easy to do because we do have um, our own personalities and sometimes our personality can get in the way. But if we are to walk as a woman of wisdom, we just have to really be patient um yeah hospitable charitable and loving um and really the key for me really is about self-control and i believe that's what the bible speaks when they talk about a wise woman and then how do you do all those things
1: yeah i want to ask also maybe those who have never wanted to be a wise woman but maybe now in their life they're feeling that pull like i Mm -hmm. want to be a wise woman what does this mean what would you say about the failures of the wise woman, let's say that you weren't kind, you weren't right. having self-control. Yes.
2: yes. Well, it's interesting you said that. I I believe that one of the struggles that women face is really um, being able to forgive themselves. And we're, of course, we're all human and we are going to fail. There's no way we'll ever be able to live up to being this perfect person because that perfect person we know does not exist um, not here on earth. And so with that said, there's a couple of things that I'll use myself for an example. I I can get frustrated um, quite easily at times, especially if I have to repeat myself and that's in my, my career, the job that I do outside of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've learned is I really have to number one take responsibility if I did not behave like I've just spoken. And that means you do sometimes have to go and apologize to people. But the biggest thing, I believe, is to be able to forgive yourself for your actions or your behavior that is not pleasing to God, because that is the hardest thing. It's sometimes easier for us to forgive others than it is to forgive ourselves for our actions. Um, So that really is part of wisdom, understanding that you will make mistakes, take ownership for it, and then be able to forgive yourself and keep moving. And it's not like so you may not be able to forgive yourself immediately, but sometimes it is a work in progress where you just you deal with it, you face it, you forgive yourself and you keep it moving. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Marcel, do you have anything to add on that?
2: Um, I would like to ask something. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you give some tips for a young leader that is just starting a, a group of women? leading them to be wiser in this book that you wrote would it help in a group um well one thing for sure if you make the decision that you're going to start a group one thing that i have found that is extremely important is that you have to be consistent the worst thing a person can do if you make this decision or if you're led in this direction is to start something and then not finish it so when i started um, women of wisdom in may of 2009 Even if I was not able to give, first, of all of us, we don't always, we're not always 100%. So there will be times, if you start a group, there will be times that you really may not feel well or you're not 100%. And the best thing to do is be transparent, be consistent, but also prepare yourself, like literally have a theme, have an idea, know where you want to lead the women just to randomly throw something out there without preparing yourself, without being prayerful, and without having a theme, it just—you know—you're not doing justice to the women that you're deciding to lead. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I have in the book. The book literally is—it's um, a theme. There's 30 days of new beginnings, and there's 30 days of your vision and 30 days of your purpose, and so. I always try to think ahead, and I ask the Lord, what would, what will benefit the women of the ministry? What do they need? Um, but I also am a very foundational person, and that's me, period. Even in my career, outside of this, I am really a foundational person. I believe that the foundation is crucial to growth, and a lot of times, although we may have been walking with the Lord for many, many years, our foundation sometimes is not it may, it may have a few tracks in it or some misunderstanding. So it's so important to know what you believe, why you believe it, and what the Bible actually says about certain subjects. Um, and I can refer back to the no list. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: yeah. And I also want to touch on another point for the men mm-hmm. out there, because, yes, I have my wife here and Madeline's here talking about this amazing topic mm-hmm. of wisdom of women, but also for the men. I want to say something for you guys out there. That if we read this Proverbs 31 If we change this where it says woman, let's change it to where it says church, because this Mm -hmm. can be also a letter between God and the church. And so we can understand a church of noble character who can find the church (laughs) is worth far more than rubies. Her husband, Jesus, is has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. They bring him good, not harm all the days of their life the church selects wool and flax and works with eager hands the church is like a merchant ship bringing food from afar the church gets up while it is still night provides food for her family and portions for the female servants the church considers a field and buys it out of the earnings of the plants a vineyard the church sets out her work vigorously and as you can continue to read this you guys understand what i'm trying to say here is that it's not just for the women this is the role of the church as well and so madeline thank you so much for bringing this point for the women but men Come on, stay strong out there. You can yeah. do this too. It's also a message for us as the church, as sons and daughters of God. So Amen. I wanted to make that yeah. point. I, like I don't want to that. take away from your message, but I also want to come on, yeah. men.
2: Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, I like that. That's the first time I've heard um uh read like that as far as just like sharing it with the church, and you're absolutely right. That that was good. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. <laughs>
1: can you can you give us a little more information about your book? so you said that it's in different phrases, like the thirty days of this, the thirty days right. of that. What else can you share with us
2: um that that is pretty the whole the entire theme well, if I thought of this that it's not it's a series of books, so I have become an, a woman of wisdom, and this is more like the foundational piece and and really speaking and and trying to encourage the women to understand that each day is a new beginning that yesterday, as we spoke about a few moments ago, it, it maybe we failed, but that's fine. We woke up today. We have a gift. We've been given a presence and that is called in this day, new hope. Everything is brand new. And so we can start again. And so it speaks to um, our new beginnings and then um, it moves on to talking about um, living your life for the Lord. And then it breaks down into, um, so we have the, you have three parts in the book. And the first part is new beginnings. And then the part two is enjoying your life. And then part three is talking about walking in your purpose. And so for me, the way I see it is that is literally um, becoming a woman of wisdom. And, and it is yeah. in Serving Christ, it is quite simplistic. There's a saying that says that the Bible is deep enough. Um, for elephant to wade in and shallow enough for a lamb to uh, to also wade in, so it, it it can be as deep as you need it to be, or it doesn't have to be. There is simplicity in serving Christ if we don't complicate it, because He's there to help lead us and understand us. And then the second book is called Living as a Woman of Wisdom, and then the third book is Creating a Woman of Wisdom because you ha- we have to reach back, and that's how we serve mm-hmm. God, um, and we're we're yeah. commanded to to do so. Um, so yes that's what the book like and inside of the book there's room to um to journal your thoughts Um, so i tried to make it a message that was short impactful um that supports what a scripture and it also has um a song of the day to support the message
1: Mm, wow can i have you quote that that verse again that you were saying or the say that quote again that scripture is like a river can you say that one more time
2: yeah um So in scripture, there's a quote that is, and I actually have it in one of the pages in the book um, where it speaks where that the word of God is deep enough for elephant to wade in and shallow enough for a lamb to swim in. Hmm.
1: Wow. Thank you. And you were also talking about purpose. And I like this, that Mm -hmm. purpose is such a foundational thing that we need to understand as men, as women, as the church. We need to understand what our purpose is, our identity and purpose. And so what would you say for women out there who don't know what their purpose is? Maybe they're asking, God, what is my purpose? What do I do with my life? Why am I created? What would be your, your answer to those questions?
2: Yeah, I um, what I have found a lot of times, we are already doing what we're purposed to do or what we're called to do, and we just don't recognize it. Um, So... Sometimes we just have to sit and just examine. Okay, what is it what do I have a passion for? What what really gives me energy? What motivates me? What am I doing now that ties in um, to my purpose? My career is working with people and motivating, encouraging, and teaching. And literally, it's just my calling in life. Period. But I didn't realize that at first, and I didn't see how it tied together. But as time went on, I was able to see, oh, okay, this is my purpose. This is what I'm walking in. This is what I'm called to do. So fortunately for me, I'm able to do that in my uh, career as well as in um, this ministry that I have. So yeah, a lot of times you're doing it, you don't even realize it.
1: That's good. Maybe it's like, look what God has already put in your hands. Look what he's put around
2: you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a good way of um, phrasing it, yes. Yep.
1: And what would you say, Madeline, is your overall message for our audience today? This one phrase or one sentence you want them to take away from your time here?
2: Every day is a new day. Every day is an opportunity to do better than the day before.
1: Yeah, my wife's like, hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) His mercies are new every day. I mean,
2: yeah. I, stay, I stand on that because his mercies are brand new every single day. And it is such a blessing to know that I woke up this morning and, you know, the thing about it, it doesn't mean that a person has to change overnight. I mean, it's just it's just small steps in the right direction. Mm.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. And like I mentioned, this book is available on Amazon. You guys can find it again by searching Becoming a Woman of Wisdom. It's just that simple or by searching Madeline Roberts. Is there another place where we can connect with you, or to find the book?
2: Yeah, it, it can. Um, I have a lot of the books that um, people have purchased—they've purchased it through me by simply um, inboxing me on Facebook or connecting with me on Facebook um, or through my email address.
1: Okay, you guys can find the links for those websites below. Click on that and send a message to her if you want to want to get that book. Thank you again for your time here today. And can I have you end our podcast with a prayer?
2: Yes, I can. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful and thankful that, first of all, that you care and that you love us. I thank you, Father God, for this time that we share together. I thank you, Father God, for um, the blessing of having this conversation. I pray that you would bless their ministry abundantly, Father God. Protect them, watch over them, keep them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just pray that you bless everyone who hears this message today. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.